Did the Blazers trade CJ McCollum yet? No, why would we do something dumb like that? Rumors. Rumors I'm hearing. Or Hassan Whiteside. I guess he's similar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like if if, um, Lillard has committed to, like, be there for life, do you think they'd trade his best friend away? I don't know. If they're anything like the Pacers, yes. (laughs) Fair enough. It's all hearsay. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You're listening to the Undebeatable Series semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 15th, 2019, and this is episode 415. This show we're going to talk about a 3-in-1 week for the Pacers, including games against Los Angeles, Boston, Atlanta, and Charlotte. Joining me are two of our analysts coast to coast like buttered toast. First from the nation's capital. Oh no, that's me. Never mind. Joey, don't read everything that's in front of you. <laughs> First from Raleigh, North Carolina. He's our in-house bartender and mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, special shout out to uh, my friends, uh, Amanda and Angela, who I'm hanging out with here in Raleigh. And also to the uh, underground network that saves uh, euthanized, uh, dogs that are about to be euthanized and uh, gets them to safe places, which I participated in today. So... I get to put that on my uh, resume for the pearly gates. I don't know if the underground network wants to put in anything on anybody's resume. (laughs) (laughs) Or perhaps shouting them out on a podcast. (laughs) Well, I didn't give them their, I didn't, you know, tell you their names. It could be one of any, many (laughs) underground networks. Uh, And uh, from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? And uh, also from Boise, Idaho, uh, uh, the second interminable house guest of Harper, Nico. <laughs> Hello, Blazer fans. Shout out. Uh, before we start the show, just want to remind you guys you can support us every time you shop at Amazon. It doesn't cost you any extra. Just follow the link in the show notes or go to our website, theundebeatables.com, and follow the Amazon referral link. Do all your holiday shopping and uh, make us rich at the same time. So That's right. Win-win. Victimless crime. Give us Amazon's money. That's, That's right. right. Uh, well, shout out to the three of you guys uh, last week. Great pod. Um, he covered a lot of games and uh, a lot of topics. Learned a lot about Blazers basketball, I think. <laughs> wasn't our most in-depth show. It was a show. <laughs> I'll say that. No, I'm just kidding. It was great. 
Uh, but let's do a quick recap. So last week, uh, the Pacers started out Monday, played against the Clippers. Paul George's return to the Fieldhouse uh, was uh, typically frustrating for the home fans, booing him the entire game. Uh, but the Clippers come away with a 110 to 99 victory. Uh, Sabonis, uh, 18 points and a career high, 22 rebounds in that game. Uh, McBuckets uh, had a bunch of buckets, 17 points. But PG dropped 36 points and had nine rebounds. And ugh, I hated every minute of it. Wednesday, uh, December 11th, the Pacers take on Boston uh, in the field house. Come away with this one with a 122-117 to victory, despite 44 points from Kimball Walker. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon scored 29 points, had 8 assists. And uh, the holidays, or as I like to call them, Chrismica, uh, had a combined <laughs> 35 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 steals. Uh, Friday, December 13th, the Pacers go on the road to Atlanta and uh, handle... Atlanta for the most part uh, coming out of there with a 110 to 100 victory uh, Brogdon again shines in this one 19 points 12 assists 8 rebounds TJ Warren chipped in 18 solid scoring uh, held Trey Young in check this time and just today uh, the Pacers go back to the field house host the Charlotte Robots and win 107 to 85 Aaron Holiday leading scorer 23 points 6 rebounds two dimes and miles turner 14 points 10 boards two assists and five blocks well block source rec block of source action going on there uh colson you want to start us off uh how are you feeling about the pacers after this week of basketball i am delighted i you know i was i was a little frustrated last week um you know um we had just lost to the clippers i was you know bemoaning the fact that uh, we hadn't beaten a good team yet, um, and this week we uh, we beat Boston. It's our uh, first signature win of the season, in the sense that it's a you know it's a team um, that we're going to be competing for in the playoffs, and they're the top half of the playoff bracket. <clears throat> um, and you know, and then we also continued to beat the teams we're supposed to beat. Um, I'm just I, I I just had a change of perspective on this team, and maybe winning does that, but. Um, I'm just really impressed by uh, the way this coaching staff has handled this early season with all, all of the uh, injuries, uh, and then to come back now with a full team and figure out minutes and 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 you know that's that's its own issue. Um, and uh, Nate McMillan and the coaching staff seem to be handling all this well. Uh, all this well, we're getting great production from our bench. Um, you know, I also have been concerned about uh, Miles Turner's uh, production. Um, you know, and and not in the sense that I'm trashing him on Twitter. I just I, I care about the guy and I want him to do well. And I think he's a special talent. Um, this game tonight, I was listening because uh, I'm in Raleigh. I was listening to the radio, um, the Charlotte radio, and um, <clears throat> they just kept talking about Miles Turner. Um, he was dominant in this game. Uh, not a great shooting night, but uh, you know, five block shots and uh, 10 rebounds we've been asking him to rebound more and he's doing that so so on some level all of my concerns um the the negatives for me um are really starting to lift i've, I've just uh, you know our record is fantastic yes we're still in the sixth seed um and and yes we don't have a ton of wins against great teams but i feel like we're moving in the right direction 
Mm-hmm. Harper, you want to add to that at all? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a solid week. We saw more of the same from Demonis Sabonis. Yep. Um, if he gets in the game, he pulls down twelve boards. <laughs> it's automatic. Yeah. Automatically. <laughs> um, Aaron Holiday had a very good week. Continues to really improve. And uh, Malcolm Brogdon played some great crunch time minutes for us. I mean, that's probably the story of the week. Is um, you know execution down the stretch. It it got us that signature win against Boston and uh, managed to hold off Atlanta uh, with a strong fourth quarter effort there after landing an egg in the third. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, that's we pretty much blew their doors off most of the night. They got within 10 at some point late. but Oh, yeah, no, they um, were, I think, within six in the third, and then we scored, what, 35 in the fourth and just blew this thing yeah. open. We, we got Alizé Johnson uh, minutes. That's how much we blew this one open. It was great. <laughs> That's the news. Uh, Victory cigar. <laughs> exactly. <Dallas> Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree with you. The Boston one was particularly nice. Uh, come from behind uh, in that game. You know, sort of a, a slugfest in the first half, sort of trading. No team was ahead by more than, I think, three or four points, basically. And then Boston um, puts on a nice third quarter, gets out to a 10 or 12-point lead or something like that, and the Pacers just sort of slowly chip their way back into it. And you're right, um, it was execution down the stretch. Um, the Pacers outplayed uh, Boston. Boston had, I think, atypical mental lapses and committed fouls that they typically don't. Um, still a bit uh, harrowing trying to get the ball in bounds a couple times down the stretch there to get the ball to Malcolm Brogdon so that he well, could knock down game without that. 15 right. straight right. free throws. Um so that was good. Uh, and especially after that Clippers game, like you said, which was, I, I thought the Pacers, you know, they're coming off a five-game road stretch. And typically in the NBA, that first game home after a long stretch is a, is a letdown game. I think guys sort of feel like, you know, we're home, this should be easy, and then they come out with not enough energy and not enough effort. And that seemed to be the case in that Clippers game. And it was not the case in that Boston game. Uh, got huge lifts from the bench. Uh, anytime uh, McConnell came into the game, the pace picked up um, offensively, pressure picked up defensively. Um, yeah, thought it, thought it was great. Um, uh, similar to the Atlanta game, I guess those guys showed a lot of uh, mm, poise down the stretch. I guess, you know, we had had a conversation a couple weeks ago about our concerns about not having enough um, chops for in crunch time or clutch minutes or situations. And we've certainly gotten a lot of that over the last couple weeks that the results have been mixed, I would argue, but of late have improved, I think. Uh, Huge, huge part um, to Malcolm Brogdon for just being a beast in the last five minutes of ballgames. Yeah, um, and defensively, the tandem of him and Aaron Holiday can really be disruptive yeah. for other teams over the course of a game. So I really thought Holiday put it on on Trey Young. Um, I mean, he had gone ahead and, and what would he light us up for like forty nine? Forty nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. in the previous game, and uh, I thought Aaron Holiday's minutes on him were really effective. Um, this kid. Can well, shout out to the coaching staff too in that one for coming out 
from the tip and trapping and getting the ball out of his hands and saying, no, you're not going to beat us tonight. Yeah. Somebody else is going to have to beat us. And Atlanta they don't struggles. Have enough, they don't have enough people. No, not right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't have enough bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we fixed our late game execution, we can start concentrating on our third quarters. Uh, didn't win any of those this week. No, no. The mm. uh, the fourths have been really strong though, which is which is nice. You know, we're closing these games out. Um, but you're right. We we're we're not coming out of lo- we're coming out of the locker room like we uh, took a halftime nap. Yeah, not particularly closing quarters well either. I wouldn't say. <clears throat> Like closing, that we kind of fall apart at the end of the first half uh, in that Boston game. I think a little bit in that Atlanta game, if I remember right. Definitely the Clippers game. So, um, always things to work on. But yeah, you got to like where this team is sitting, um, both record wise and now uh, as the schedule is starting to get a little bit tougher, um, picking up some wins. So, um, uh, real briefly, the. the um uh, the Charlotte game, uh, the announcers uh, just kept talking about how Zeller and Bismack Biombo had not played a minute uh, on the floor together um, this season. Um, mm. And they were doing that to uh, try to match up with the Pacers. Uh, well, that was the speculation. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I like the idea that our two bigs can actually force another team's hands. Um, and, and Zeller and Biombo played well, actually. Um, they played well, and there was some good chemistry there. But uh, if if our um, if our lineup is starting to concern other coaches, that's a nice thing. Could be just Indeed. the coach was trying to try something new because they aren't that good <laughs> as well. But it makes sense to start two bigs against our two bigs. A little from column A, a little right. from column B, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it definitely has worked. They they won the battle of the boards. You know, they out rebounded us fifty six to yeah. But all that was trash time. We were like up that. like we were up thirteen boards at halftime, something like that. Like most oh, of that okay. happened in the fourth. Yeah, we dominated. It's good them. to know. It's good to know because that that has been a um, a trend lately that the Pacers have gotten out rebounded. I think in prior to that, or maybe now, six or seven straight games or something like that. Yeah which we talked about earlier in the season, if you're going to go with a ginormous lineup, one of the things that you should do every night is win the right. rebounding battle. And this one will go down as a loss in in that uh, as far as losing the rebound game, but we were in control of that, I think, until until trash time, which there was a lot of in well, the fourth. So. Didn't we give up 11 first-half O-boards? Yeah, we were... St- yeah, we were still up at the halftime, though, well, I think by, yeah. Sure. But, yeah, O-boards is no, yeah. Not because excellent rebounding. <laughs> no, well, it's, 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 yeah. No, 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 we were up, like, 13 rebounds at half. Like, they 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 um they definitely got all the O-boards, though. You're correct. Zeller and Biombo were destroying us on the O-boards, for sure. They just they just missed so many shots that <laughs> we still out-rebounded. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's good. Yeah, they shot 30% for the game, so that's, uh, yeah. That's going to help your 15% statistics from out the three-point line. A little yeah, bit of a tough for week sure. for Jeremy Lamb. I, I think I read that uh, he had scored in double figures in every game he'd been in until this week and uh, missed double figures twice this week. Mm. Mm. But some of that is Aaron Holiday picking up a lot of slack on the scoring. For sure. That's true, yeah. Aaron Holiday all of a sudden is our sixth man. 
Oh. This is a dude that we signed basically in training camp. And Oh no, you're talking about Justin Holiday. Aaron Holiday we or drafted. Justin Holiday. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Although Justin too. <laughs> yeah, Justin's yeah. been great too. Uh, the, the he was the last guy we signed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and he's the, he's literally the first guy off the bench. Yeah. Um and playing crunch minutes down the stretch like Yeah, coach solid. trusts him. D totally does. He has a effervescent green light from three-point range for mm-hmm. some reason too, but yeah. he's hitting it. He's been <laughs> so far. He's got quick hands so. and finds himself in the right place. Yep. Nico, what did you see uh, from the Pacers this week? I'm sure Harper forced you to watch all the games. Nope. No? No. Oh. Nope. <laughs> I, fig- I figured it'd be like a uh, Clockwork Orange situation where you'd you know, sit there and uh, <laughs> crank his eyes open, put eye drops in to make sure he uh, sees it all. No? Okay. We'll work on that for next week. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I expect no less. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Podcasts great. are quick when things are going well. There's great week of face so. Um, did you, did you have comments on, uh, the Clippers game? I did. I mean, so, uh, it started out well. Paul George was breaking everything and, and I thought finally this is the game where he's going to have a bad game and we're going to be able to beat him. And then, He's a really good basketball player. He is that, it, for sure. It, that's what pains me every time uh, we have to play him, is you're reminded that he's a legit top 10 talent, and that dude was on our team, and he spurned us. And and we don't have our um, killer right now um, that we got in return, right, to say we don't we have our on top. Our, our, our all-star is not healthy right now. That's right. But Domus has looked pretty good to me. Yeah, that's true. True. That's true. True. We've got two all stars in that trade, essentially. And and, um, you know, I've I've said this before, but uh, talking to, uh, you know, people that work for the Pacers, they say, you know, uh, going into um, that trade, they were just having trouble caring about going to work because. Paul George wasn't the kind of face of the franchise that, that wanted. He was just not – he was throwing everybody under the bus. And Victor Oladipo is the kind of guy you want to come to work for. Um, and so mm-hmm. maybe Victor Oladipo is not the top ten talent like uh, Paul George is, but he's better for our franchise. We won this trade. <laughs> well, he's better for my mental health, that's for sure. But, um... And Domas is destroying the you know the league right now. He, he, what would you, what'd you say? Yeah. We spot him 12 rebounds just, just to start the game? <laughs> that's right. Just go ahead and write that in pen. Yeah. Then, yeah. Um, the other interesting, there were comments. I want to hear what you guys uh, thought about this. There were comments after the game. Uh, obviously, the, the Fieldhouse fans were giving Paul George everything. Um booing him every time he touched the ball as well they should and afterwards he had some comments about how uh he's not the one that should be booed um it alluded to someone else who sort of forced him out or changed the situation and and he'll he'll tell us at some point he doesn't want to throw anybody under the bus now sure because he did a lot of that back in the day so um, so he's changed his way yeah 
who do you think he's referring to and and do, do we should we give a shit I, I i don't care i mean i feel like he's trying to get out from the reputation of chucking people under the bus by chucking more people under the bus <laughs> right. excellent, excellent point over <laughs> no i don't care he's full of shit i don't care yeah right yeah that's absolutely right that's yeah good. i was reminded uh colson you did a great job uh putting together the highlight package of uh oh yeah check that episodes out. 150 to 200 so fans if you missed that uh check of, your of all the panics. check the website <laughs> yeah all the panic but it, it had this nice arc of like you know okay here's the transition and and uh you know paul george is is going to be the small forward but now he's mad but now but we put these pieces around him you know we brought in a jeff teague we brought in a thad young like it wasn't like an effort wasn't made right. you know what i mean um so yeah, I don't know. And the, we we also hired a coach that you know we ran into in the hallway, basically. And said, <laughs> "You want a job? Take it." But I mean, I at this point, like I said, I started this pod going. I I think I think Nate deserves a bunch of credit. I mean, this is this this team is is winning the games against the the bad teams, and that's one of the ways that you beef up your you know. Um, your resume moving, you know, to the point where you can get to the point where you're beating better teams, and and you we don't that have you got swept last year by Boston. Hey, no, I mean that's yep. the thing, but we also didn't have Oladipo, and we're going to get Oladipo, and and this is this is where we, we you know, um, I I just think they've done a nice job this season um, with a whole bunch of new players, with um, with a bunch of injuries. Um, I I just think it's it's been um, they seem to be navigating this team well. And, um, you know, shout out, of course, to, to um, Pritchard um, for bringing in all this talent. But, um, you know, I think they're handling it well at this point. Well, the culture is certainly fantastic. And yeah. that has you have to give at least partial credit to the coaching staff for that. Right. I agree. Even if it's just getting out of the way of Victor Oladipo being the the uh, culture creator, because guys play like they want to come to work and play basketball. Right. Um, and that's always fun to watch and will lead to a lot of wins because half the battle in, in the NBA is showing up every night and playing hard, you know. Um, Has uh, Victor Oladipo been unmasked yet on the masked singer? I, uh, none of us watched this show. Spoiler alert. Uh, (laughs) yes, he has been. Oh, he has been. Okay. Spoiler alert. And he definitely was the thingamabob. Thingamajig. Yeah. Yep. Um, does that mean does when you get unmasked? Does that mean you don't win? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Here's my th- here's my running theory. It means he gets to go back to rehab full time. Yeah. No, no, no. My running theory. What exactly. <laughs> What's the prize for the mass singer? I, don't, I think you get a record deal, don't you? I don't know. I mean, it's going to be. Didn't he, a, a, he, didn't he already have, have a record, record deal? deal. Yeah, B, exactly. He could finance it himself if he wanted, and any money right. winnings would be like. A hundredth of a salary. Right, exactly. He could just play one game and make that, right? Exactly. Um, but my running theory is that they haven't brought him back uh, to play games yet because they wanted to have him finish his, his uh, run on The Masked Singer. So now that he's he's uh, been unmasked, he'll be back on the uh, on the hardwood here very shortly. Playing with the Mad Ants. Yep. Is that happening a lot? Like, are these... I don't know. We need to have Connie on to explain <laughs> The Masked Singer to us, but... Right. My friend Brian. I would have thought if Victor Oladipo was involved in this, they filmed it over the summer, right? Like, this isn't something that he like would have had to fly to L.A. to do. Like, 
I feel like he's. I feel like right? he's doing this. Uh, this is happening right now. Isn't he on the bench with our team like every night? Right, like every night. I don't know. I don't know how. Or it works. being assigned to the Mad Ants to practice with them. Right. I don't understand. It's the I'm magic sure of he's not going to choose TV. the mass I think the magic of television basketball. is fooling you, Colson. Yeah. I'm easily fooled. <laughs> you know those New Year's Eve parties that they show? They're going to show them in a couple weeks. They don't film those on New Year's Eve. What? It's pretty wild. What are they, what well, the are one, they... the Times Square one, sure, but but the other ones. You know how they to... cut to like, oh, concert at the place. Like, yeah, no, that. Let's film. They have like, like a big party, like July. a couple days before. Oh, in July. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. wow. Oh man, you just blew Blowing my mind through the fourth wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Pacers basketball definitely gets uh, – we're going to get tested this week. Um, playing uh, the two best teams in the NBA to book in this week. So starting Tuesday, hosting LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers. Uh, and get a few days off, play Friday, I believe, versus Sacramento. And then Sunday at Milwaukee. Uh, which is the first night of a back-to-back where we do at Milwaukee and then host Toronto. Mm. So, is it just mirrors Milwaukee on an 18-game win streak? They, it's not just you. Is <laughs> on just, an 18-game win streak. That is, that just, is the reality. Just checking. I mean, you know, Slacker Lakers have only won six in a row, so seven now. Yeah, oh, but uh, both teams are 24 and three. Um, they will actually play one another. Uh, Thursday night of this week, so uh, set your DVRs for that one. Should be good, I think. Milwaukee, if they, I think they play like Dallas Monday and then somebody crappy on Wednesday, so they should be riding a twenty-game win streak or something. They play a Luka Doncic-less Dallas, mm-hmm. I should say, on Monday. So we have uh, uh, we have a little bit of time off here uh, after this Lakers game, right? I mean that's a nice three day break. Um, and when I I feel like I originally when we were looking at the schedule, I thought this was the time to bring back uh, Oladipo, but it doesn't sound like that's happening. We haven't had enough signals. Um, sounds like he's not coming back till January. Nope. All right. Well, I guess we're lucky the mass Singer ended for him when it did. Otherwise, we might not get him back for the playoffs. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. If he was still winning, he would just have to stay in L.A. and keep singing. That's right. And maybe he'd join when we go on our West Coast swing because mm-hmm. he'd be there anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Squeeze us in. That's right. In between songs, episodes of the mass Singer. Yep. <clears throat> Tough week. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> what are you calling for, Jason? Uh, let's go two and one. Let's let's Ooh. let's beat one of those guys. <laughs> All right. So we're just mopping up Sacramento. We just have to beat LA. I mean, or... Sacramento is clearly the most winnable game in that stretch. What is Sacramento doing? They're eleven and fourteen on the year. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> they'll be on a road swing at that point. So uh, yeah. All right. Let's win that. Um. I think is Milwaukee still undefeated at home? Uh, they are that I don't know. not. No, they've lost one at home. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Well, so it's been a uh, while since they were undefeated at home. 
What do you think? What do you think? Sweep? You're riding high on that Charlotte win? Nah. Ugh. I'm gonna, all right. Let's say let's say we uh, let's let's take the Lakers. And uh, Okay. Yeah. They're going to get they're going to lose the focus at some point, right? Take their eye off the ball. Sure. We'll yeah, steal that's, it. That's what that's what they always that's they're the critique of LeBron the James. Roots, right? That's right. Yeah, LeBron's just real sloppy with his focus. Problems. That's yep. right. All right, I'll I'll take I'll take one and two then. He's getting up there in age, you know. Mental cognitive decline kicks in early. Um. All right, cool. Well, until you. Mm Mm-hmm. I I, yeah, I went from sweep to one and two. Hard laugh. (laughs) What was great about that, Nico, is he talked himself into it. We didn't even have to do anything. All right. Until next time, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, keep in touch with us on the Twitters. We are at Undebeatables on uh, Facebook. We are at Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We've got a website, TheUndebeatables.com. Uh, if you're listening to the show, whichever way you're listening to us, uh, leave a rating, especially in iTunes. That helps us out quite a bit. Um, if you want a T-shirt or a koozie, go to TheUndebeatables.com. Or send us an email, shout out at theundebeatables.com. For a once and always coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights, the party's over. That was quite pleasant. Yeah, you feeling okay? (laughs) (laughs) He's been hanging out with puppies. That's right. Just everything's delightful. They're just so sweet. His oxytocin levels are just through the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whistling while he works. It's crazy. That's right. They can't even they they can't even open their eyes. You have to, you know. Peel them open like a clock Tiny orange. puppies. <laughs> That's right. I had to open them like the clock <laughs> Oh, that was most of my job, really. Just yeah. peeling Get used back. To cruel world puppies. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Most of your shit. <laughs> oh man. You sure this is an underground rescue operation? <laughs> <laughs> Collecting puppy tears for some evil program. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Puppy tears is gonna drive <laughs> drive my evil machine.